Good afternoon, evening, or morning. This is your old Uncle Mosh with Raiders Fan Radio, and you are in for a treat. Sit back and get ready to listen to one of the most insanely knowledgeable people you will ever meet talk about our beloved Raiders. Another episode coming your way of Silver and Black Flashback by Rich Schmelter, the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. Thank you, Uncle Mosh, as always, for that awesome intro to Silver and Black Flashback. And I hope to keep on earning that praise you give me. And never to be left out is my man Murph, the host of the greatest Raider podcast out there. Thanks so much for the great opportunity you give me to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio, as well as having the chance to be a part of a network that helps out so many through the One Nation Foundation that benefits Raiders-related charities. And to all the silver and black faithful listening around the world, I am proud as hell to bring you stories of the people and moments that helped make our Raiders history so glorious. And with all that being said, why not get on with this, our 40th episode together of Silver and Black Flashback. So it seems that I have been on a first ever craze lately, so why not continue with another first in our team's history? So far during this new season, we have covered the Raiders' first regular season win and the first player to ever score in a regular season game. And this time out, we are going to toast the Raiders' first ever playoff victory. All right, Raider Nation, let's get to it. The year was 1967, and up in Northern California, things were getting wild. In San Francisco, the summer of love had people, well, getting freaky with having a lot of sex. And when not loving each other like crazy, the music produced in the San Francisco area had the whole teenage community captivated. And 12 miles across the bay from San Francisco, also in 1967, the city of Oakland started a major autumn of love with the Raiders, all thanks to the team having the most successful regular season in the history of the American Football League. That's right, Raider Nation. Our beloved Raiders kicked serious ass on their way to posting a 13-1 record, the best single-season record in the entire 10-year history of the American Football League. And by the way, that autumn of love started back in 1967, never stopped. Am I right, Raider Nation? After such a terrible beginning from 1960 through 1962, the Raiders were reborn in 1963 under the leadership of the great Mr. Al Davis, first as head coach and then after a brief stint as AFL commissioner in 1966, he was back with the Raiders after helping the NFL and AFL merge beginning in the 1970 season. Upon his return to Oakland in 1967, he was the team's true power broker and the Raiders were ready to be taken seriously as a dominant organization under the head coaching leadership of John Rausch. Daryl, the mad bomber LaMonica, was brought into the Raider fold from Buffalo, and his strong arm ignited a vertical passing game to new heights as the Raiders took what they wanted when they wanted it. LaMonica's passing helped guide the Raiders' offense to the top ranking in the AFL, as that unit scored 468 points in 5,116 yards of total offense. And on an individual basis, LaMonica led the AFL with 30 touchdown passes 
and dominated when it came time for the AFL to hand out awards. He was chosen the AFL Most Valuable Player and selected first All-AFL First Team Quarterback. In addition to LaMonica's arrival, the Raiders also welcomed four future Hall of Famers into the Silver and Black Empire. Rookie Gene Upshaw was the team's first-round draft selection and began what turned out to be one of the most dominant careers ever produced by a guard in the history of the game. And in addition to playing for a championship in his first professional season, Upshaw also got married in San Antonio, Texas, the day before the AFL title game. Defensive back Willie Brown came to the team by way of trade, and he emerged as one of the greatest cornerbacks in history. He possessed speed, great mobility, and an aggressive style of play. Then there was George Blanda. After helping the Houston Oilers become the AFL's dominant team in the first half of the decade, he was released by the team in March of 1967 and signed by the Raiders as he was nearing his 40th birthday. It was felt that he could make a great backup quarterback to LaMonica as well as perform the kicking duties. Blanda was reunited with star running back Billy Cannon from his Houston days. Cannon was traded to the Raiders before the 1964 season, and Al Davis decided to switch the former Heisman Trophy winning running back over to tight end. In 1967, Cannon led all AFL tight ends with 629 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns. He was easily selected to the all AFL first team following his great season. The Raiders also added John Madden to the team when Al Davis hired him to coach the linebackers after he enjoyed so much success serving as an assistant at San Diego State. With the offense ringing up points at a steady pace, the Oakland defense, nicknamed the 11 Angry Men, pounded and terrified all those they faced. This unit was truly based on domination and intimidation and allowed the fewest yards in the league and were second in allowing the fewest points. They were also near the top in most of the other defensive categories. After easily clinching the AFL Western Division title, all the Raiders needed was an opponent for the AFL Championship game. And that uneasy task of having to face the most dominant team in the league fell to the Houston Oilers. After posting a 31-10-1 record from 1960 through 1962, which included three straight division titles and a pair of AFL championships, the Houston Oilers fell on hard times, winning just 17 games over the next four seasons. But then, in 1967, under head coach Wally Lem, the Oilers greatly improved to 9-4-1 to claim their fourth Eastern Division crown. The Oakland Alameda County Coliseum served as the site of many classic Raider games over the years, but the first great one occurred on... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Sunday, December 31st, 1967, when the silver and black wrecking machine took the field as 10.5-point favorites against the Houston Oilers to see who would be crowned AFL champions on a day that saw the temperatures at 45 degrees with relative humidity and a 3-miles-per-hour wind swirling over the Oakland skies. The stands were also filled, and the 53,300 in attendance helped set an AFL championship game attendance record. Shortly after 2 p.m., Pacific Coast time, Dave Grayson received the opening kickoff and returned the ball 47 yards to give the Raiders excellent field position. Unfortunately, the promising drive ended with no points after George Blanda missed on a 38-yard field goal attempt. The Oilers then put together a solid drive into Oakland territory, but just like the Raiders, they produced no points due to a fumble by tight end Alvin Reed on the Oakland 30 that was forced and then also recovered by linebacker Dan Connors. After both teams failed to move the ball successfully on their next drives, the Raiders started another drive, this time beginning at their own 43. The LaMonica-led offense then drove 28 yards, and it was then that the scoreboard lit up for the first time when George Blanda nailed a 37-yard field goal to give the Raiders a 3-0 lead heading into the second quarter. Now, even though the Oilers were trailing, they were able to hang tough with the dominant Raiders, even outgaining them in total yards, 93-52. to However, unknown to the Oilers at the time was the fact that their first quarter heroics would be the highlight of their day. In fact, Houston's fortunes took a quick turn downward on the first play of the second quarter when bruising running back Hewart Dixon put his name in the scoring column. After taking a handoff from LaMonica, Dixon followed incredible blocking from an offensive line led by rookie guard Gene Upshaw. Dixon ran through a solid defensive unit like it was not even there for a 69-yard touchdown. And following Blandis' conversion, the Raiders were up 10 to nothing. Dixon's run set an AFL championship game record for longest run from scrimmage. For the day, Dixon led all ball carriers with 144 yards on 21 attempts, while his running mate, Pete Banaszak, carried 15 times for 116 yards. With the running game performing so well, LaMonica did not have to live up to his Mad Bomber nickname on this day. He threw only 24 times, completing 10 passes for 111 yards, but two of them went for touchdowns. With the first half winding down, the Raiders were driving, but stalled at the Houston 17. With 18 seconds left in the half, the Raiders lined up for a chip shot field goal attempt. But instead of three points, LaMonica decided to take the snap and throw. This caught Houston completely off guard, and LaMonica threw to Dave Koshurek for a 17-yard touchdown pass that proved to be a major turning point in the game. Blanda's extra point gave Oakland a 17-0 halftime advantage. From then on, the Oilers never recovered and the silver and black steamroller continued its onslaught for the final 30 minutes. The second half started off with Houston's Zeke Moore fumbling the kickoff. Oakland recovered the kickoff deep in Houston territory, 
and this mishap resulted in a one-yard quarterback sneak by LaMonica to up the Oakland advantage to 24 to nothing following Blanda's conversion. And speaking of the great George Blanda, he added three field goals in the second half. His first one came from 40 yards out in the third quarter, and his second one was good from 42 yards out in the fourth to increase the Raider lead to 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Houston did manage to get on the board when quarterback Pete Bethard threw a touchdown pass to Charlie Frazier from five yards out to make it 30-7. to And then came Blanda's third field goal of the second half, which gave the Raiders a 33-7 lead after his kick split the uprights from 36 yards out. Bill Miller ended the Oakland scoring barrage by catching a 12-yard pass from LaMonica to finish off a seven-play, 48-yard drive, and with Blanda's extra point, the route was complete at 40-7 with the Raiders crowned AFL champions thanks to a total team effort. George Blanda ended the game with 16 points, which set an AFL championship game record for most points scored in a game, and his 31 career championship game points established an all-time point production record. In all, 37 AFL championship game records were broken in this game. The Oakland defense of 11 angry men proved that their nickname was no joke. Their aggressive style of play hounded and pounded the life out of the Oilers. The linebackers plugged up the running lanes to stop Houston's hard-charging runner, Hoyle Granger, from going nowhere. Over the season, Granger gained 1,194 yards for the second-best total in the league. But thanks to this great Raider defense, Granger was limited to only 19 yards on 14 carries. In fact, the Oilers were only able to run for a total of 38 yards, which was the lowest amount in AFL championship game history. When quarterback Pete Bethard attempted to pass, he was pressured constantly by Oakland's front four. This true team effort by the Raiders earned them the right to be called champions for the first of many times throughout their existence and it laid the foundation for so many more incredible moments to be built on. Well, that concludes this episode of Silver and Black Flashback. And as always, respect goes out to all my Raider brothers and sisters listening around the world. We truly are a family, forever bonded by the love for the greatest professional football team in history. Now, at this point of the show, I like to give out some respect. And this time out... I want to mention Darren Hayes. Thanks, my friend, for having me on your show, Pigskin Dispatch, this past week. A great show and a great guy. And also, I want to give out some respect to a pair of truly entertaining individuals, Josh H. and Jim P. They have been fans of the show since the beginning, and they are also two of the funniest people I know, even when their jokes are about me. And hey, guys, never stop wearing those superhero t-shirts that I usually cannot understand. And hey, go get some new ones already. And with that, I will close out our time together like I always do with the words I embrace every day. So until the next time we get back together once again, here they come. Love you, Raider Nation. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.